1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
2: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more
3: hey this is christina quinn i'm the host of try this the washington post's new series of audio courses Today's deep dive into entrepreneurship in our community is brought to you by our partners at MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. Derek, I want to ask you a question because, you know, I admire your courage in this. So what were the first steps you took So to, you're like, OK, people like my food. I'm going to buy a food truck. Like, tell me about that process.
4: Well, the, the music business actually was very helpful in my in my um, my process because the music business taught me um, critical thinking and, you know, I manage artists. So I basically managed their lives and every day was a different day. So it wasn't really a challenge for me to kind of look into something because I've looked into business ventures for Pitt, like things that I Good didn't know point. anything about. Yep. I had to like start from the ground up and try to put the pieces together. The good thing about being an entrepreneur, I don't have to have been the person that went to Harvard, but I could hire somebody who went to Harvard, right? I could hire the best attorneys. I Say that
3: again, that's right. Like,
4: so I don't have to be the person that knows how to put the best business plan together, but I can find the person that is and hire them. So the first thing I had to do was just put together a plan. Because um, regardless of whatever you're doing, you got to have some type of target on the wall and know what you're shooting at. And 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 I know you ever, you ever seen a meme where it's like what people think it looks like, and it's like the straight line. Yeah, I said it. what it really looks. Yeah, like that's like in real life. But you still got to kind of have like, like when I when I started, I said in two years I want to have my first brick and mortar. I went through hell and high water. Went through a lawsuit with these. I went through a lot, right? The, you know, just the, the the unexpected things. Yep. But almost two years to the date, I opened up my first brick and mortar. So no, regardless of like how how it went and how crazy it got. Like I still hit my target, right? Yeah. So I, the first things first, I had to put together um, a business plan and just kind of like research the business. Cause I started as a, and the reason why I started on a food truck versus just a brick and mortar first is because I come from the music street street team kind of. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and, and- So we know the, you
3: can market.
4: <laughs> right. And so, what the food truck allowed me to do is approach the market from a grassroots standpoint and kind of move around and figure out what worked for me, what didn't work. Cause there's locations I went into that I like, I was like, Oh, whatever, you know, like they, what they're not going. And it was crazy fuss. And there's location we went into that I, Thought would be crazy for us. And 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 it was okay. Yeah. So the the, the 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 food truck allowed us to kind of move around before we planted seeds and like, okay, cool, I'm locking in on a 10-year lease.
3: Oh, that's so, so got kind of yeah. Busy.
4: So um, and it was and it's way more cost effective. Like I spent my, my first food truck, I, I want to say I paid like Ninety thousand dollars, like fully built out, but like wow.
3: Okay, well, we'll stop right there because ninety thousand dollars—it's a huge investment. I actually had no idea how much a food truck costs. I didn't know if it was nine thousand or ninety.
4: It, well, it's—it's it's really the equipment that, because you know, most most food trucks—they're like these used, like the old, like Lay's trucks, unless you buy a brand new truck, which now you're talking about a hundred and change, whatever. Ooh. But my, so I'm gonna tell you, like my first food truck—it was a used, like chips truck, Lay's or something like that. I put a brand new kitchen inside the So most, most of the cost was the, the, the equipment, but the truck was a lemon. Ugh. So I put like a, you know, 90 some thousand dollars into this truck with permits and everything like that. And every seven days the truck was breaking down. So I had to learn that um, you never purchase a truck from anywhere above Memphis uh. because, and anywhere above Tennessee, because it snows. And wherever it snows, it rusts the chassis of the of the the wow. thing, which causes a bunch of electrical problems. I hope
3: y'all are writing that down because that's a tiny tip, but it's gonna save you a lot of money.
4: Well, <laughs> so, let me tell you something. And then and then when I bought the truck, because you know I'm a I'm a music dude, right? So she's like, "Well, how are you gonna finance it?" And I walk in there with the bag. I walk in there with the with the <laughs> Like I ain't financing <laughs> nothing. I'm buying it. But what I did with that is she was trying to get me to sign an as is clause, and because she had all this money on the table. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable signing that right now. I'll come back to it, but I know I wasn't going to sign it. So what happened was when all the truck kept breaking down, she tried to go in the drawer and pull the clause back out. Like, well, the contract clearly says. And I'm like, well, I ain't signed that. So, um, yeah, we need to talk about that. Here's and then <laughs> the, the transmission went, and then she had to fix the transmission because I never signed off on the as-is clause. But then, you know, I, I, that truck was just like... So I ended up buying a new truck, and I paid one hundred and twenty-five thousand for that one. But the first year with the new truck, I did one—I did two point four million, right? Wow!
3: What? Wait, wait, wait! You sold two point four million dollars in mac and cheese
4: on a food truck? Yeah.
3: Wow, that's a lot of mac and cheese. There's some people walking around with some big hips and booties in Miami. A
4: lot of mac and cheese. (laughs) I'm the cheat day, man. I'm the cheat day done right, man. Like. You know, everybody everybody got to come get their carbs and it's, it's nothing worse than going to a uh go get a bad slice of pizza or something or go Okay, so the,
3: how much does your lobster mac and
4: cheese cost? Well, right now because of course the lobster is high, 39 dollars no, the uh, 29 uh, 20, uh, it's 20, I think it's 29 or 29 or 39 I don't remember. Wow. Lobster high right now. I got a seafood mac that's 49.
3: Wow. And this is something, I mean, this is what blows my mind, right? Like there's so many, there's so many gems that you dropped here. Like number one, this was a great way for you to test your market. Like you invest in the truck. You said, okay, this is going to work. You found different locations and you went to brick and mortar. But the fact that people are paying $50 to walk up and walk away with a little thing of Mac and cheese is incredible.
4: That little, but, but not only that, it's one of my top five sellers. So like we sell a lot, like, like, you, you know, when you think about it though, it's, it's because if you go to Prime 112, you go to one of these restaurants, like a lobster mac, just a lobster mac is like $30. Yeah. I
3: got,
4: I got lobster, shrimp and crab and lump crab inside of- And cheese, those. cheese
3: is not cheap yeah. either. Good cheese. cheese.
4: Definitely not cheap. I mean, that, and that's something that we're dealing with a lot right now with, you know, post COVID is like just inflation and, you know, and, and trying to get that to translate to customers. Cause you know, chicken wings are super high right now. Right. And- Really? Uh, we, yeah, chicken wing, that's why, that's why um Wing Stop did um Thigh stop. They trying <laughs> to push thighs because the wings is high and like, you know, when you gotta raise the prices on things and people are accustomed to paying a certain thing, they don't understand like all the back end, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm not, I'm in this to make money. I I, I can't give, give away you 10 you. Yeah. Yeah, like for 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 ten dollars because you know what I mean at that point I'm working for you. So when you gotta like make these shit, so all that stuff is just like understanding the business. And I, I sat down with Yo Gotti one time, cause like I was, I was involved with um, Gotti's career like from like really like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he sat down with me one day and he was like asking me questions. well, how much it cost you to make this, how much it, and, and then he started telling his team, he was like, you see like, like, cause he knows me from music, but he's like, you see, like he knows his shit. Like he could oh. tell you how much a chicken wing costs. He telling you, He knows what his profit margin is.
3: Oh, Derek, you're like preaching to the people because I don't think people, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people. And when you sort of dig in and ask them questions, they don't know their business. And it's like, that's such a simple phrase. But when I say like, know the business, I know the cost of chicken on Tuesdays. I know the, you know, you know, every little detail of it. And that's, I think is how people win. You know, you can have this great idea and you can love it, but you have to know the business, the market, your customers.
4: Well, you know, in restaurant business, the margins are not the, the margins are really small. So you really gotta count the pennies. Really gotta, you know, cause just cause you made, you know, you, you, you it's not what you make, it's about what you keep. Yes. Right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I made I made eight million dollars, I made, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. How much of that did you actually retain? Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? No. And, and 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 that's what's important. So that's why you have to know the business and you gotta pay attention to those costs. Like, I mean, and I, I've dealt with like a lot of stuff. Like I had one point I had, um, like during COVID, I had dudes was like stealing lobster. We had, we they were, they were leaking from somewhere. We couldn't figure out where it was going. I had, I bought 600 lobsters and 310 of them went missing.
3: No. Okay, stop. Because I, I'm going to be thinking about this. How do you steal a lobster?
4: So um, the, the, the guy who was taking the garbage out, <gasps> he takes, he double bags the garbage. Stop. He throws throws the box of the lobster in, the, in thing, and then puts the garbage on top of it, so it's double bagged. And then Ooh. goes to the garbage can, throws it in the garbage. T- calls his homeboy, tell him to come around the corner. That's what I found out was happening. What? Then we had to put systems in place to stop all that. So like now, we do inventory every three hours on all high price items. So you know, if if I had a hundred lobsters at twelve o'clock. And and then I compare my I compare my my sales to my inventory So you know what I mean It's, it's like you 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 cross checking so many things against each other and if it don't check out then it's like a three hour freight uh, There's only a three hour window so if you got to go back and look at tapes and all that stuff it, you, y'all was the only ones that was working So wow I mean, Okay first story, of all the fact that there's a black market for lobster. Oh man, yeah, dude. And they were so dumb. They were just going to the hood and 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 then it was it was coming back to me from the hood, like, oh, Yo, you you need to watch these dudes that's working for you, man. They ain't here selling uh you know, they they selling them for half or they, they doing it like what the boosters be doing. They selling them for half or they selling them for whatever. But then
3: Not you loud. know,
4: I'm I'm tapped into my community, right? Like I'm, I'm like I put a million dollars back into my community and in, 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 in employment last year. So it's a lot of people, thank God they 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 look. They have out a job, right? so they're looking out, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, they, they were just dumb and reckless, man. But that's, and, and and that's also, you know, for me, going back to the like purpose thing, right? Like, it's it's really important to me to be able to go into communities like Overtown and going in communities mm-hmm. like North Miami Beach. Overtown is like a historically black neighborhood yep. in, in Miami. Um, and you know, like when you look at the news and stuff like that, they paint the picture because it's like, that's, that's what you see on First 48 and all this kind of stuff. But Overtown mm-hmm. is, the first established black community in Miami, um, that when 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 um, when they wouldn't allow black entertainers on mm-hmm. South Beach and stuff like Sammy Davis Jr. and like oh, they used to be walking the streets in overtown doing impromptu performances, all that kind of stuff. A lot of wealthy black people come from overtown and mm-hmm. then it, it got displaced. They ran 95 through it. They did the whole gentrification and whatever. And then the neighbor, so so now there's a lot of gentrification happening, like in Winwood Overtown, they're starting to go back in their builder. They just put um the red rooster in open. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. But it's important for me to be able to go in these communities and open up businesses and add jobs. And 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 because that's the purpose, right? And that's that that's what gives me more purpose yeah. than um than money at this point in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I for me to go in and go into a community and be able to give somebody, you know, Pookie that got a, a record. But you can't he get a job, but he's life. trying absolutely. Change his life and like you know, like he you know, he he made a mistake when he was sixteen, but who's the same person at 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 thirty as, as that they were when they were sixteen? So he needs an opportunity, but okay, cool, he got a record. So these people don't want to hire him, these people don't want to hire him, he needs an opportunity. And then I end up hiring dude, and dude end up being one of my best
1: wow, but
4: he just needed an opportunity, right? So that kind of stuff it it shifts the mantle because like if he doesn't have a job to feed his family he's going to hit the streets right and it's going to translate into some something else so yeah. so by us bringing in these jobs and taking people off the streets it it's it's helping the community it's adding something to the community yeah and and it's it's challenging sometimes because you know you don't want like the bad apples to change you right like when these dudes that's right my joint and it's still a lobster for me I don't want to look at everybody like that because everybody ain't, you know, you, you, you a fuck up and you, you know, you, 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 you don't, you don't understand or appreciate what, what you got, but it's other people that really need the opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. it's It's a challenge. It's really a challenge sometimes, like not letting that stuff change you like, yo, you know what? I ain't rocking with nobody. I'm, I'm uh, you know what I mean, like and just no.
3: But there's so much more good in the world that you see. It's yeah. just yeah, exactly. And what you're doing, I mean, even just the way you say y- you would, it would get back to you because other people would recognize that and see your grand scheme and the bigger plan that you had, not just for your business and your family, but for your community as well. And like that's why it's like so imperative to share these stories on Money Moves because it's not just about building wealth, you know, in your in your home. It's you're building wealth and community, like
0: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower.
3: All right, so Derek. So now you've had these food trucks. COVID hit, and you also have brick and mortar restaurants. Can you tell us a bit about the transition from leaving the food trucks and going straight to brick and
4: mortar? So, well, actually, my first brick and mortar wasn't even my. It wasn't even. It kind of happened uh, the way I guess it was supposed to happen. So we we had um there was a, there was like this food court in Miami called the Wynwood Yard. Oh yeah. Um, one of the one of the first food Courts out here, and we we kind of revolutionized Miami with that. But it was like in a big open land, a, a big open um, lot. Yeah. But it had a bar in the middle, and and what happened was, um, you know, the gentrification stuff is happening. When we're so obviously, you know, we make it cool, and then they come in and buy it and build on it. So somebody came in, bought the lot that we were on for 11 million dollars. They built like these luxury condos on it. And when 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 it went public, that um they were Coming to purchase that, I mm-hmm. uh, had a bunch of realtors just started calling me and saying, "Hey, I got a location. I got boom." boom. So Winwood is Winwood is like I don't know what to where, where, where are you guys based are You based in Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta, but we're in Miami too. So I'm
3: totally familiar with Winwood. I know like a bunch of the big developers there that have come in and bought it all up. There's like a couple key guys, so I know a bit of the background story to it. Yeah.
4: Okay, so so basically Second Avenue, that whole strip. Is you know Wynwood and Wynwood is like the mm-hmm. what's what's dope about Wynwood is Wynwood has like um, a good mixture of locals and tourists yeah. versus like the beach is more like just tourist driven and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, there was a spot that was a pizza spot on Second Avenue, but from Twenty Third going down, it it turns into overtime. Yeah. Right. So when people are normally walking on the strip they kind of stop like around like 20-something-ish and, and they turn around and say, hey, things are kind of looking a little different. Now. Right. We'll hey, turn back around and go the other way. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this is still on the strip and people still kind of consider it um, um, Wynwood. So we had a following from the food truck. So what happened is when we was able to, there was a little pizza restaurant right there. And by us securing that, we was able to drive traffic. Oh, traffic. Down to None of the other businesses that were in that, including the pizza store, they all they all died because they were relying on the foot traffic. They didn't yep. have the foot traffic, but we had a following. Yeah. Again, from the food truck, you know, you gotta think about it. When we had the food truck, we would use social media and say, "Hey, we're gonna be on the corner blah blah blah." And before we even pull up, there's a People ready are lined up. Lined up. Yeah, like, and I see like the the the. I never met her before, which I like to meet her. Um, pinky, the uh, pinky
3: Cole, the, slutty vegan. Yeah, the slutty
4: vegan. I was like really impressed by like what she was able to do with. She's her, incredible. Her, yeah. When you her, build that engagement with people where they're willing
3: to wait in line, follow you wherever the you go. And yep.
4: Oh so, yeah. Like that's amazing. So what she was doing out there, we was doing something similar to that yep. um, out here. And so, um, so when we like, we got a brick and mortar, people went crazy. Like, okay, now, you know, and so the first day we opened up and another thing Bun B told me, when he when he when he had his little talk with me, he was like, "Man, when you open up your restaurant, I'm gonna be the first person in line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the." And we were cutting the ribbon. I had the commission out there. We were cutting the ribbon, and then Bumby pulls up in a, a, a um, suburban and jumps out the car and gives a speech and cuts the ribbon with me. And he's the first customer in line in my restaurant. Wow! So, you know, I'm very I'm very I'm very grateful for for him. But then. Um, d- during COVID, um, you know, so now we had, now we had a brick and mortar and then, uh, there was another location that we got on 135th and Biscayne, which is like, if you know Miami, that, that 135th and Biscayne is like, mm-hmm. I'm right next to a Starbucks and I'm next to a Sprint store. Like I'm in a, I'm in a key location in North Miami beach. I, I was able to, um, buy somebody out of that space. Um, and I, we got that one. And then I, we also got into, um the bright line train station which they had changed the name of it to virgin trains and then they changed it back to bright line but that's the only one we have like some issues with because um they've been closed since the beginning of COVID. oh wow so So you bought
3: into uh, most of these properties pre-covid
4: yeah pre-covid yeah because now
3: it's crazy
4: i don't think anybody saw COVID in the playbook, like, you know, and I'm, I, 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 I try to be smart. Like I, I, I keep six months reserves. Like I'm, yeah. I try to, I try to, you know, I try to move smart, but like COVID was crazy. Like, even if you had six months reserves, it's like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> it, was it was scary times. A year, 14 months. Yeah. Uh, some places like, you know, there's, there's places that were open since I was a kid in New York and they they just couldn't do it.
3: I mean, even just a city like Miami would had so much tourism and now has an influx of people. It hasn't recovered. Like there's huge hotels that were like the, like the doubt they're still closed. It blows my mind. And it's just, it was such an unpredictable thing.
4: Yeah. So, so, you know, we just had to adjust, man. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you Know it is what it is, um, and again, like that's one of the things, like with the music business, that like you know really conditioned me for a lot of this stuff. I never really panicked, I never laid off not one employee, wow. I never cut my one salary, even though my accountant uh said I needed to. I put you know where we fell short, I, I cracked my safe, and 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 I carry you know, and that, that's 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 also part of it that hurts, like with people too, right? Because you know, it's like you you know the sacrifices that you yeah. make with some things, yeah, and some people. Some people they don't they don't get it and they don't understand it. So like like so so think about what I'm telling you with these guys stealing lobsters from me. Yeah. Like you stealing lobsters from me in a time where like that's a lot of businesses that's closed, like actually closing. Like you still you still got a job. Yeah. I didn't tell you like yo you still got the same hours. I was actually hiring during COVID. Yeah. Um, And and you know instead of appreciating that, like yo you know what like yo I ain't you know dude ain't messing my money like my, my check is on time every every week. Like, instead of doing that, you steal from me during that. Like, you it's, know, and I'm working though. Like, I'm, I'm going that- through COVID. I got, you know, everything went digital. So now I got Uber Eats, Postmates, all this kind of stuff. It's cool. It's coming in. But they're taking 30%. Yeah. Postmates yeah. taking yeah. 20%. Yeah. So all that That's stuff a lot. is kind of my bottom yeah. line. So and then, and then cash flow, right? Like, I'm used to, like, you know, $3,000, $5,000 walking through the door every day. Now I got to wait for Uber to pay me.
3: Right. And take a 3% Amex fee and da, 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 da. You know, this is what people don't understand. Like when they say entrepreneurship, it's lonely at the top because, you know, you're trying to provide for all these families. You're trying to like look out and say, listen, I'm taking care and taking care of all you. But at the same time, people are like, well, let me take a little bit more. It's hard. It's hard. It's a lonely job. Thank you so much for teaching us all about your business. Can you tell us? Where to find you on social and where your restaurants are.
4: We have two locations. I like I have one in um in Overtown, which is 2055 Northwest Second Avenue. Okay. And we have one um in North Miami Beach, which is on 135 Biscayne, 13521 Biscayne Boulevard. My Instagram and my Facebook is at World Famous House of Mac.
3: Money Movers, thanks for joining us here on the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. I don't know about you, but Big Teach definitely taught me a few things I can use in my own Money Moves. But while you're making those big plans for your financial and professional future, make sure you stay right here tuned into Money Moves because we've got a whole lot more coming up. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.